If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. When you're ready to open yourself up to communicating with spirit, there's a right way and a harder way. One involves being taught how to do it safely, and the other is a complete gamble and roll of the dice. So which direction are you going to take? Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hello, kindred spirits. We hope you are enjoying some of this wonderful fall weather with leaves changing and pumpkin spice back on the menu everywhere and six planets in full retrograde. So, enjoy! And if you've noticed that some things are a little more of a struggle these days, like your communication is not working well, your technology is just imploding when you're trying to send emails, or Instagram is going down when you need it, you might check back with our episode 30, How to Thrive in Retrograde for some support. I'm Reiki Master Teacher Robert Wooten, and I'm here with certified psychic medium Christina Wooten. Hello. Today's episode has some expectations included in it. So say you've been getting intuitive messages for a while, maybe even like your whole life, and you have questioned whether you're doing it right, or if you can even trust the messages that you're getting. Well, don't worry, we hear those things all the time. 
And I can tell you from firsthand experience that it is perfectly normal for a natural intuitive to feel unsure or not have confidence in what they are receiving. And here is the expectation part. You have to trust the process. And as for what the process is, well, that's the focus of what we're going to be talking about today. In today's episode, we really wanted to dive into connecting with spirit in a safe way. And when you are first opening up, one of the things that tends to happen is like, okay, you're not having great boundaries. You're just going, you know, I want to, I want to feel everything, you know, you're extending that antenna, that range out, and you're not doing it with a whole lot of discernment. You know, most of that comes from not knowing the resources that are available to you, not knowing what you might run into. You know, typically, that is where the challenge is, but not having great boundaries also means that you're going to have a tendency to attract things that also don't have a whole lot of great boundaries. And so this is sometimes when people are first opening up where they, you know, shut back down like a clam because they have an experience that makes them nervous. And this is one of the reasons that I do think that it is very helpful to work with someone, you know, to to take the course, to work with someone who is educated in that process and who's invested in educating you in the process so that you are not making those you know, common mistakes that happens all the time. And I remember when I was in that space making those mistakes, it was almost like a 50-50. I would have 50-50 positive experiences, 50-50 negative experiences, where I'd have, you know, the sensation of someone being in the room with me or someone walking up behind me. And sometimes I I could tell and feel very uncomfortable with it. I, I could feel that the energy was not like my normal guides. It wasn't supportive. It didn't feel nurturing and loving. That feeling that we get from communicating with our spirit guides in a, you know, high vibration, unconditional love sort of space. And it almost, you know, again, gives you that tendency of, well, maybe this is scary. (laughs) Maybe this is dangerous. Maybe this is not a good idea. So unfortunately, it happens a lot more than, you know, one would want to see it happen just because people are usually like shooting in the dark, just like I was trying to like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. And then having absolutely no boundaries and no system in place and no protection in the spirit world in place and established for you so that when you are working with spirit, There's no doorway in for some of this other stuff that can also be attracted to like, oh, look at this beautiful little flame and this light that suddenly is glowing very bright in the world. Hmm, What could that be? It's a bit of an interesting element. And obviously, you know, I can't teach all of those systems in our podcast today. But there are things that we can talk about to help, you know, everyone who's listening understand some things that you need to do to make sure that you are developing yourself, that you're opening your sensitivity in a way that will help you the most in the long run. One of those things has to do with how you're taking care of your energy. Whenever you're connecting, when you're building your sensitivity, you need you know, a good, strong, healthy life force. And this is one of the reasons that people who do Reiki and do energetic healing are more intuitive, like that opens up the intuitive part of themselves because they're suddenly giving their body and their energy more of what it needs. And it allows you to 
expand and develop. That was my experience 100%. As once I took Reiki and then the next level and the next level and, the, and was teaching Reiki, it gives you a firm foundation of health and life force energy. So your life force is really significant and important because you're doing a little bit of a, a shift in your energy. It's like a gymnastics, basically, when you're raising your vibration and your frequency, which is part of what is happening when you are tuning in and connecting to spirit, even if you're not aware that that's happening, that's how that connection is made. That's a strain a little bit on our human systems if you don't have a good, healthy life force energy, because eventually you're going to like pop up and then kind of pop back down. And that pop back down is kind of the place where it's... Now, here's the great news. The good news is that when you connect with spirit, when you do elevate, they give you a little boost energetically so that when you come back down into your system, most of the time you're like... I feel better. I was so grumpy before. I was so upset. I my stomach was hurting. And like, I feel really good now. But occasionally, if you have something serious going on, you do want to just be cognizant of making that as gentle as possible. So when you are connecting, you're bringing in that beautiful that healing energy, and you're not kind of snapping back. And my biggest suggestion for that is don't try and engage in development sort of practices if you are sick and your chemistry, which is the energy in your body and around your body, is not in a good, healthy place. So listen, it's okay for you to be grumpy, okay? You can do all kinds of development work. If you're grumpy, it's okay. Spirit will help you through. And eventually, the more that you break open into your heart and into authenticity and into spirit, the more you realize, you know, your ego is just out of sorts and you kind of move through or get over it. But if you say, for example, you in these days you have COVID or you have, you know, uh, meningitis, something that's really serious going on with your system, then you need to allow your body extra time and energy to heal. And you can work with your guides to bring some of that extra healing to you without you having to jump up and do that when your body isn't in the best of shape. So if you are dealing with a really serious illness, let your body go through a recovery. If you have cancer, for example, does that mean you can't do intuitive practice? Absolutely not. But if you had chemo that day, you probably want to wait. You can still connect with them. The more that you are building your sensitivity, the easier that process is, just naturally. But you might not want to do your major, big, hour-long efforts <laughs> if that's what you're doing during those particular times. So preserving your life force is really important. Doing some exercises to help build your own energy resources in between other things. Also, sort of like when you get up in the morning to do a meditation or if you have a gym routine, add a energy routine to your daily mm -hmm. thing that you do as well. So you are doing your breathing, you're bringing energy into you, you're opening your chakras and you're running that flow up and down. That will help build your energy reserves as well. So when you are ready to go do your uh, intuitive work, or if you're going to do some healing work of some sort, you start with a higher foundation than you would if you mm -hmm. didn't do that. Well, I think that's why it's so great. I mean, we have yoga, we have Tai Chi, we have Qigong, all of those, even martial arts are great ways it unifies energy and the movement of energy and flow throughout their body with strengthening the physical body and strengthening those systems. So those are great things to incorporate into your daily or at least a regular 
practice. And, you know, breath work, you mentioned breathing is a powerful way to amplify your energy too. Creating a daily maintenance routine will definitely increase your energy stores and help you through the process too. Another thing that is important is never, ever, never, no, 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 never, never, never. If you are doing something else, folks, listen to me right now. <laughs> never do the intuitive stuff when you've had a glass of wine, when you've had a little whiskey sour, when you've had a vodka soda, or if you are under the influence of any mind-altering drugs and chemicals, do not open yourself up and start trying to chat away with spirit. Because what happens is you don't have good boundaries in that space. We all have seen those people that, you know, they're a little on the dry side, maybe in before a drink, after a drink, they get a little little looser after the third drink. Boy, they are like, you know, all over people and hugging people. And that's what's happening energetically around you. So the more that you are losing your awareness of the energy that's happening around you, the more permissive you are naturally becoming. And the more you set yourself up to eventually encounter an energy that then you kind of have to get rid of, you know, that's that's not pleasant. So the key is, does, does that mean realistically that you can't have a glass of wine every now and then and do what you want? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. It just means don't have a glass of wine and then sit down and do an intuitive development circle. I can't go into a reading after having, you know, any kind of alcohol. I have to be very nice and clear and sober because I don't want anybody's family member hanging back out with me when, you know, when the reading is done. And that's the kind of stuff that will happen if you have poor boundaries. So when I do a reading and I close everything, everyone vacates the room, gone, nice and clear and clean practice. But if you don't have very good boundaries, then, you know, maybe Joe liked you, liked your energy, wants to visit with you. And then, It's just not a healthy situation for you to be in because you can no longer deliver a message or it just isn't beneficial to you. And if it's not beneficial to you, it's wasting your time and your energy. So that is important as well in your path to open up more safely. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about discernment also. Discerning between which energies you are choosing and wanting to interact with. Part of that has to do with what your intention is. You know, why are you developing your sensitivity? Do you want to talk more with your guides? Do you want to, you know, have more of an expertise in paranormal investigation? It's, you know, what's your end game? That's going to shape a lot of your, you know, need for discernment, certainly. When I'm teaching people how to open up, one of the things that's important is there are certain spirit guides that you bring in so that you're communicating with them. They are communicating with the other, you know, entities or other spirit guides and delivering those messages to you. And this is really important for a couple of reasons. One, those guides understand your unique energy and how you receive messages. And they have the experience because they're full time with you of this is how Robert receives this message. So this is how I can deliver this message. So they know how to handle 
situations and they know how to develop a system of communication with you, which ultimately leads to a lot more accuracy, familiarity, safety, comfort. It also helps prevent another thing that you might not be thinking about is this energetic yo-yo that happens. So if you are reaching up and communicating with this you know, person who's crossed over and this person over here, this universal spirit guide, this personal spirit guide, your legal specialist, maybe you're talking to all of these individuals. If you're doing that in and of yourself, you're going to have to jump frequencies every time. I'm going to jump up here. I'm going to jump up here. I'm going to jump up here. You're aligning to that energy. That's hard on your system and it's hard on the body. This particular process of working with your guides where they're communicating, like acting as your medium, essentially, and then they're sharing the information directly with you, takes that stress off of the physical body so that you are not jumping around and, you know, doing cartwheels and gymnastics and then crashing (laughs) because you've, you know, made it difficult on your body. So understanding that your body is important, it's important to care for. And when you're developing, it's important to understand how to do it in such a way that is healthy. So let's talk about environment, because environment does play, you know, a role in your development work. I would never advise someone who's first starting out and don't have these systems that I'm talking about in place to go hang out at a haunted location and decide to open things up and just see who's rattling around. (laughs) That is not a good idea. So environment makes a difference. It's also important to make sure that the environment that you're in in a normal place, in your own home, for instance, or in your bedroom at night, that that place is also energetically cleansed on a regular basis because it can build up an accumulation of these various energies mm-hmm. that are kind of deposited and left over as you, you know, move through the various levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the good news is the more that people become sensitive, the more that you become aware when something feels off. So when the energy is a little bit heavier, you're going to notice you'll start to get that feedback and you'll feel it in a way that you probably didn't pay as much attention to before. But it is important to to do some form of a cleansing before you, you know, sit down to do practices, but also before it builds up. In the paranormal world, there's something called kinetic energy. And it's usually found when you have a teenage girl in the home. And once that person hits to a certain age, suddenly there seems to be these interesting things happening, you know, door slamming, cabinets, you know, closing, unusual activity begins to happen around the home. But the activity upon investigation is not conscious. It's not a conscious entity that is actually behind that once it's investigated. And that's what we call physical phenomena. And it happens because suddenly someone who's a natural physical phenomena medium, suddenly all of that emotional energy and hormones are flooding the system and changing the chemistry. It has to discharge somewhere if that energy isn't being cleared. If it's not being cleaned regularly, it just kind of builds up until like a static electric charge, it has to ground. So that's what happens when you have a kinetic haunting. 
it's basically just physical phenomena in a physical phenomena medium. And it's telling you that that person has a major cool capacity to work with spirit on physical phenomena, which is a whole different type of mediumship. But that being said, that can happen to all of us as you're developing your skills. If you go through really stressful periods or very intense periods, and you're not cleansing the space more regularly, what's going to happen eventually is that it leaves an energy in the air that's going to mess up your electronics, (laughs) that's going to have a certain, you know, static element to it. That's not saying that that energy is bad. It's just saying it's preventing you from having a lot of clarity in that room, in that place. It just becomes this distraction that if it's not cleaned, it builds up into something that can be more problematic or freak people out. You know, if you're suddenly in in one room and you hear, you know, a, a door slam. I had this happen, you know, when I was younger, a couple of times where you'd hear something bang against a cabinet or and it would scare me to death. I know now it was me. <laughs> I did not understand then. And so then you're like huddled up like the blankets up just barely to your eyes. Oh, my gosh, what's happening? It's not a great experience for people you know, if, if you're not expecting it. So the best way to handle it is that once a week, get on a cleansing schedule. Now, if you have kids in the home, I need to talk to my listeners who have young children because we, or, or teenagers too, because we were talking about kinetic. We have so many incredibly sensitive kids who are coming into the world right now, naturally. And the truth is, unless their parents, unless you teach them how to handle the sensitivity and how to handle their unique energy system, if you don't understand how to do it for yourself, you're not going to very effectively be able to guide them in the process. So, you know, do your learning, do your research. But if you have multiple people in the home and you have these, you know, young, sensitive kids who are wise beyond their years, you can bet that they have some energy that's moving through the house as well. So, When things get stressful, definitely do some cleansing work. When, you know, everybody's in the home, you just want to make sure, you know, every week or so, depending on what your schedule happens to be and what feels good in your home, do a little bit of an energetic release. My personal favorite way to do that is using white sage, doing a, a burning. You can learn about how to smudge your home. It's a very easy thing to do. It is harder if you have lung conditions or if you have family members with lung conditions. So the good news is that if that's the case for you, you don't need to use, you know, burnings as a means for uh, cleansing a space. You can use sound healing. Uh, Tinctures are really accessible for that purpose. And um, also, you know, crystal bowls doing that, doing Reiki symbols. There's so many different ways that don't involve burning. So if it's too harsh for your energy, if it's too harsh for your physical body or someone else, just don't let that be a barrier. But take responsibility for cleansing. If you're going to develop your sensitivity, you have to also develop and increase your responsibility over the energy that you are allowing in your space. To me, it's always really exciting when that question comes into play of how do I open up safely? Because that to me is saying you are thinking about exactly what you need to be 
thinking about. You are creating the intentionality. You're expressing the beauty of choice and saying, I want to value myself and love myself and not just run over myself, (laughs) that I can develop my sensitivity without sacrificing myself. And I think that was one of those things that I didn't get fully when I was first starting that, you know, intentional development process. I was in that place of so much enthusiasm for it that I was like, whatever, (laughs) whatever. I'm excited about all of it. So I didn't have that same level of clarity. But for those of you who are starting out with that sense of, I want to do this in a safe way, in a positive way that expresses unconditional love to myself and really harmonizes with the beauty of the spirit world and the realm of your spirit guides who are supporting you and helping you, you really have something magical and special there. So you're asking the right questions. You don't have to sacrifice yourself ever to become more sensitive. In fact, the more that you sacrifice yourself, the less sensitive you'll really become because that life force energy becomes muted when we're not taking care of ourselves. And what we're able to attract, what we're able to express out into the world becomes cloudy and muted also. So take that into your intention with developing your communication with your spirit guides, with integrating your sensitivity into all the different areas of your life, remembering that your health and well-being is the basis for all of that to happen and for you to continue to go deeper and deeper. And if you want to get to that next level, you have to do it in a way that is loving and nurturing to yourself. I hope this has been helpful for everyone in understanding your part of your role, part of your responsibility, how you can help yourself to the highest and best experience as you develop with your spirit guides. And I also want to mention that today, October 6, 2021, is the very last day to register for the How to Communicate with Your Spirit Guides and Understand Their Messages course. So if you do want to learn this system that I'm talking about, if you want to understand how to open up safely, if you want to understand the process, it's a step-by-step, seven-week process to help you open your connection, develop your sensitivity, communicate effectively with your spirit guides, then I'd love to welcome you to that. You can find out more information at sedonamedium.com forward slash enroll. And again, just a reminder, this is the last day, last opportunity for this year. We'll be back for several more months. So I hope that you'll take this opportunity to just go deeper with working with your spirit guides rather than continue to go out on your own where you're possibly going to run some of the risks that we've talked about today. Either way, so grateful that you joined us, that you shared some of your heart and some of your energy today. We're sending you so much love and many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.